0: I am so happy that you are listening to just breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text breathe to five, five, four, four, four to learn more. That's B R E A T H E to 55444 to learn more.
1: Ooh, this is going to be good. Alexis Thompson is with me today, and I have had the pleasure of knowing her for coming on a couple years, but in a very, very intimate way in a mastermind where we have worked together and i have watched this best-selling author the creator of the tribal gratitude journal she's a keynote speaker executive coach i mean the list goes on and on i've seen her thrive i've seen her shine and i got to the bottom of what exactly is her secret And you know what it is? It's gratitude. Because as she gave our mastermind the space for souls to show up in her presence, she has done this with her new book, The Power of a Graceful Leader. And I know you've all heard of gratitude and the practice of gratitude, but Alexis has a different way of going about it. So I look forward to sharing her story with you today. Let this conversation begin. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Welcome to a silver lined relaunch and today I am so excited to introduce you to someone if you don't already know her that I have had the pleasure of working with in the last year in a mastermind group that we were both a part of and she has some pretty incredible things to share with you today. So get ready for this episode with Alexis Thompson. Alexis, thank you for being here. So excited to have you on the show. <laughs> so Alexis, yes, we have, I, I, the first time I ever met you, it was just like, first, if you could, if you are not watching this on YouTube and you're just listening, you should go over there because Alexis is a powerhouse. And when I first met her, she had her her glasses that are very distinctive. She's got this fabulous curly hair. And she just, you know, she's one of those women that walks into the room and owns the room. And I thought, I, you know, out of all the women in here, I got to get to know this gal as soon as possible. And it was so sweet. I don't know if you remember this about um mid-afternoon you said hey what are you doing for you know dinner tonight And i'm like yes we're gonna go to dinner so anyway i am so excited to be here and to share what you have accomplished in the last year so please tell us all about your major relaunches and the exciting news that is right now happening as we speak
0: yeah thank you very much and just so you know i felt the same way about you (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow. Well, we, so we definitely love each
0: other. <laughs> yeah, it was a magnetic thing when you go in a room and you're just drawn to someone. So it was really fun. Um, and you're way better dressed than I am. So I was sitting there having that FOMO going on as well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm living in Vermont, so I can get away with my lack of fashion sense, um, especially with the burning memes with the mittens going around right now. So it works out <laughs> perfect for me. Yeah. So, um, I guess what I wanted to, sh- there's so much to share, but I think what you're referring to most immediately is I just released a book um, on the 19th of this month. So just three or four days ago, and it's called The Power of a Graceful Leader. And um, when I was going through that process, it took a couple of years to get the book ready to go because I got distracted with 28 other things. And then COVID came in and settled us all down and said, no, you're not going to fly there. No, you're not going to do this. So be still. And in the stillness, I was able to finish it. So that's a huge gift that COVID was able to, I was able to receive from that stillness. Mm, and, that
1: is so true. Yeah. That is so true because yeah. if you had been doing all of the things that you were doing before, this book probably wouldn't have come out for another year. If that Yeah,
0: was. you're probably right. And the funny part is there's, there's lots of I like serendipities in here. Mm. If you think about just the the title of the book, The Power of a Graceful Leader, comes out the day before inauguration. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the the topic, it's more relevant than
1: it's ever been. I mean, you talk about perfect timing, the the grace.
0: Yeah. So this is divinity, right? And we had talked that we were going to talk about alignment. So I can kind of weave that in here. Um, as we're talking about the seven steps and alignment is step four. So um, when we're talk about that, it, the reason that I can experience and do very frequently experience serendipities and manifestations and magic, I would call it in my world is because I am extremely tightly aligned to my life's purpose. Now that didn't happen overnight. You know, I'm in my fifties. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I didn't come you know, willingly at some points, I came kicking and screaming at some points, it was a gritty evolution. Um, but the power of graceful Leader is one of the outcomes of that struggle, right? And, and it's, we usually write or teach the things we have to go learn, right? I think I you know this. And so this is part of my learning. The book is a, um, is an a, is a most vulnerable piece I've written, it will not be the most vulnerable piece I write, but it's my first Putting myself out there and sharing some very personal failures. <laughs> um, a lot of relaunches. A lot of relaunches. There's a lot of stuff going on in there that um, it's messy and and becoming a graceful person in your interior and becoming much less a graceful leader. It's not a it's not a straight line, you know and. And that's why I, I was excited to be on your podcast with them, what you're helping people learn and do, because you can help people understand the circular nature of it, right? And that the circular, the repeat, rinse and repeat of it, it may feel like failure in the process of doing it, but it's really just refining. And so, as, as you're refining, you're relaunching, refining, relaunching. And it's really um, both of our works are so very well aligned, no pun intended. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so
1: one of the things that I, I thought was really interesting and I'd love for you to expand on it is you say that gratitude is that entry point to grace. And I think for a lot of people, you know, you hear about the power of the graceful leader and it, 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 we don't want it to be this uncomfortableness that people feel like you're either gotta you know i really don't have a gratitude practice or i do but the way you have merged in how you can actually start down this path is so awesome because for so many of us it's like hey wake up this mm-hmm. is what's going to make you a better leader and everything else will fall in place but can you talk about that gratitude being that entry point.
0: Yes, I can. Cause it's my, it literally, um, over the, the, ha- the door of the retreat center that we're building, it says gratitude as the foundation. It is literally the foundation of my life. It it's, um, it gratitude is the virtue that sets and opens up the door for every other virtue. So if you think about the, You want to experience more joy in your life. You want to move through a grieving process in your life. I mean, it it covers the whole spectrum of human emotion. And, and it's not also one thing I want to make sure people understand gratitude is not, it's not a gaslighting when things are not good. It's not saying my dog got run over, but here's the good stuff. It's not that it's, it allows you to be in the grieving and the anger and the angst and the raw emotion of being human inside losing your dog, but it sits on the sideline waiting for you to go. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a deep breath and I'm gonna pull my gratitude practice in, and then now when I can, I will build upon that foundation so that I can, instead of being in grief and a looping, you know, looping in my grief and not being able to pull myself out, it's kind of like the rope that gets thrown over the cliff and you can hold on to it and know that you're okay to grieve. And when you're ready, you're okay to climb out with your gratitude practice. And and it's the fastest way I work with executive leaders. And it's it's the fastest way to get into someone's heart center, your own heart center. um, If you're working with others, their heart center. And that's where all the work comes because I work at senior level. So most people at that level are extremely accomplished. It's not because they're dumb that they're there. what happens is what got them right to that VP, senior VP role, now they're ready to go to the C-suite, they're stuck because they don't have access or complete access to the human being and the beingness inside of them. And it's the thing that creates the transformation, which you talk a lot about.
1: Okay. So with that, because this is a lot to absorb, I want to make sure that people realize that again, yes, grief is inevitable. Things will, you know, it, it's part of being human that we will all have experiences, whether in the 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 business or whether in life, mm-hmm. there will be these things that come up. And you're not saying, Hey, you know, let's all, you know, it's gratitude. Hey, I'm just here, it's good to be here. You're saying uh, yes, you're not overlooking the grief that it ha- is around you or in the business world when things yeah. just don't go well or jobs get lost, especially when you're at the highest level. I mean, you know, those type of positions, you know, boards get rid of people. What you're saying, though, is have some type of, of process that you can put yourself through to get to that other place that you don't want to wallow in that. Cause it's not going to get you anywhere. Is right. that, is that what you're trying to really pull yeah. out?
0: Yeah. That's perfectly what I'm trying to say. And it's just so often people will say to me, well, how can I be grateful that I lost my husband? And I'm like, well, I wouldn't be grateful. I lost my husband. And they're like, huh? Right? Because they know me as gratitude, whatever. And I'm like, I would be really mad. And I would be really sad. And I would be all of those things as many times and loop through that as many times as I need. But as I'm looping through it, I would as best I can bring my gratitude practice in to say, I really miss my husband. But I'm really glad I had a husband I could miss. There's a lot of us out there that had husbands that we do not miss, no matter how they're not here anymore. So that's a gift, right? To miss someone is a gift. And I just want to make sure that people don't do do this to themselves or others, because you can get into shame really fast. If you're like, I should be feeling this way. There's no should way to be. There's no should in how you're feeling. You're feeling how you're feeling and allowing yourself to be in that space yet know that that probably isn't something long-term or sustainable for your health, that you have a rope.
1: Well, I love that um, what you're saying in terms of the, the bad things that happen, it's Mm -hmm. very much what we talk about with the silver, silver linings of life, right? When you're going Mm -hmm. through it, it sucks. It's terrible. I mean, right now our family is going through some absolutely horrible things and health-wise of, um, you know, a family member. And it's just, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, exactly the same period right now, I get a call from a friend who by some crazy, like it's two people at the same time going through the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That is one of those things like, okay, what can I do to allow myself to be pissed? Like what the hell? These guys, I mean, they're awesome. They're the most, they have so much, so much to live, so much to do, so much to, you know, give back and they're doing it. And my whole gratitude practice around it is, yeah, I got pissed. And then I'm like, but wait a second, where we are right now is in a time where we don't really know what's going to happen. So what can I do to be there, to support, to realize that I have been so blessed to have, you know, both of these people in my life. And it's this, it's all, I think of it like a teeter totter. Yeah. You know, and there's moments where I'm like, and then there's other moments where I'm like, yeah. And, and it is something that if you haven't gone down the path of, understanding that it's okay. It's okay to have both those, you know, swinging emotions Mm -hmm. and still feel connected to yourself, the other person or the experience you're going to with gratitude.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, I love, I I just, you know, I, I love the idea, especially it's so relevant right now with the, you know, the leadership changes that are going on in our country, with Mm -hmm. the, with leadership becoming a very different beast in all areas of corporate, as well as, you know, entrepreneurship, it's just fundamentally changing. And you coming out with the power of a graceful leader right now, um, what do you, what are the, What are the high points that we can just grasp onto right now that you share in the book?
0: Yeah, so I would say there's two that stand out right now. There's many, but here's the two that come forward in this moment. One is as a human being and as a leader, specifically, uh, being able to be still, as uncomfortable it is in any moment, is paramount to your success. And uh, COVID, I think, if people would allow it, Gave everybody the opportunity to do that. And some of us did it better than others. And some of us did it better at better moments than others. I had my moments of not wanting to be still. But the stillness, what happens is it brings you back to you. And that's the part that is so missing. And why it's missing is we're a culture of doing, 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 achieving, 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 awards, medals, money, right? The new leader is going to have to understand that. It's not that that goes away and understand that with the generations coming in, it is not necessarily going to be the bottom line driver. It will obviously, hopefully be the outcome of a good business doing good business, but it will not be the driver. The generations coming in are pretty adept already at being, and they're going to require you knowing who you are, or they'll sideline you pretty quickly, right? And And having so many generations in the workforce, if we can all just be gracefully with each other, there's so much richness in the learning and the innovation that could become um, that this gracefulness will allow, it gives space for.
1: Well, and then you've got, you know, IQ versus EQ. And in the past, it's been predominantly IQ. And all of a sudden now it's like, hey, You know, it's the emotional quotient that you have. It's that, how are you? How are you not just when you have somebody that is having a tough time working from home and you can't change it, you can't modify it, and you have to be respectful of their situations. And for so many, so many leaders of the past, Mm -hmm. it's, hey, get your act together. You know, you got a kid at home, get, you know, figure out, but get back to work. And now I'm Mm -hmm. finding people are being, more open to, mm-hmm. all right. In order to lead, as you said, it's cha- you know fun- fundamentally changing as we go forward now. Mm-hmm. What's happened to us? We can't we can't go back to the old ways.
0: Yeah, we, we won't. It's not gonna. No.
1: Have to go forward. So yeah. one thing I would like to ask you is, relative to this, this was not a one day Alexis woke up and she wanted to have, you know, a gratitude practice and, and, and really you embraced it. This was a long time coming. Can -hmm. you share a little bit about where you were and how this started and how you started to get to where you are?
0: So the gratitude, I published a couple of gratitude journals that were kind of fundamental to this building block here. And and that particular thing had a very specific moment in time i'd ended a seven-year relationship i'd started a business um and i was wrapping up my masters and i had my dog me a bottle of wine and all that going on and was quite happy (laughs) (laughs) and one night i realized that i was living under an illusion of happiness but my soul was quite broken and quite sad and quite desperate and definitely not aligned and that was my first awareness to that So that night I pulled out, but I've been journaling most of my life in some form or fashion. So I pulled out a box of journals I had over the past 15 years and I just started to go through them. And I always am looking for patterns of behavior or any type of pattern. It's just one of the things I do. And I found that I was looking in my journals thousands of times was, I was grateful for fresh air, the mountains and fresh water. I'm sitting in a suburb of Houston, no mountains, no fresh water and no fresh air. And I let I guess I'm leaving Texas just in that moment. I just started a business, you know, so the, the epiphany or the awareness came in, but it took me another five years to actually do it five or six years to actually get up and leave Texas because I thought I could fool myself. Well, Houston stinks, but I will move to Austin, there's fresher water, there's hills, you know, I can do that. And I did and I was fine for 13 months. And then I just knew the calling was so deep inside of me. Once you have that awakening, that you're that is the calling to align, you can't ignore it. There's just this inertia that gets moving inside of you. And, and well, that- I love what that, you just said about you were moving from Houston to
1: Austin. Oh. To, we all do that, right? So yeah. of us are like, well, just a little bit of a change. Well, I really did move. I mean, I moved locations. I moved hundreds of miles away. I did this. I did that. the alignment part, that like deep- oh. Purpose, it just keeps roaring its ugly head, right?
0: Yeah, it kicks your butt, you know. And I think a lot of times, what I experience with people I'm coaching, they'll they'll often come to me with this turmoil, and when they aren't listening, things like addiction start to creep up, right? Because you're trying anything you can do to silence the thing that you're not willing to face because your perception or fear of the consequences, which we talk about and relaunch all the time, right? So, so. It's just, I just try to help people understand that the surrendering into it and doing it sooner than later has a way less uh, potential unintended consequences impact than, you know, all the other things that we do to mask it. And we do lots of things. We do lots
1: of things. So at this point, you share with us a little bit more about your career, where Mm -hmm. you were at this point Mm -hmm. to make this, because- I want, I want people to understand that you weren't, you know, the yoga master doing all this and now you're going to be reflecting. Go ahead
0: and share. Yeah. So I, I own a, a small boutique consulting business. It's doing very well. It's got lots of zeros on the end. We're having fun. And this alignment is calling me into the fact that even though I could do it and I was successful by external measures doing it, that that wasn't what I was here to do. And that was a reckoning that brought me to my knees many, many times. I was unwilling for almost six years to let go of the status, the identity, the hero complex of the thing, the whole nine yards. Um, and so that brought me to my knees and I ended up closing the consulting business and just really, I went to, I'm pretty much an introvert. So I went really deep inside for about 18 months and I just, I, with a wrecking ball, cleaned up things.
1: With the wrecking ball. I love that. And now you actually have retreats that you say are safe space for souls to show up.
0: That's that's what we're doing up here. Uh,
1: and that's what you did. You had this awakening of like, you know, I am going to literally bust open that heart center and you you were exposed. You're exposed yep. by what did not align to what you really were always meant to be. Yet, by the way you're still a awesome successful yeah you, sure. you still do all that but now i look at you and i see you know you're you're very much at peace yeah so what would you recommend to people who are going through this challenge of where where life is now going right where the next step will be for many leaders and that idea of vulnerability has almost been, you know, shied away from, I I think, especially for women, you know, you show in corporate, you show femininity or, you know, that, and they immediately, there's like, that's vulnerable. We don't want her. She's, you know, weak. (laughs) And so what, you know, what do you do? It's like, okay, how do you handle that?
0: I think step one, I really like about how you approach this is, um, I think you call it belief busters. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So that was part of the, the wrecking ball process. I, I literally listed out all the beliefs I had about myself, about my role in the world, about the world, about humanity, anything I could list. And I started just turning it over and going, where did I get that belief? And we, what, you will, what you will quickly learn is many of those beliefs were handed down to you with the best of intentions. There's no malice in that. People loved you and they handed you this belief. You accepted it because it came with love for the most part. And not always, but mostly. But what happens is we never pause. We're never in the stillness of being in whom we are to go, does this still serve me? Was this ever mine? Is this mine now? How can I make it work? Do I want to let it go? And that inventory was the crumbling of the foundation for me to rebuild on.
1: Uh, okay. we I actually even further discuss it as bugs. Believe underground surfacing. Yes. And you never know when they're going to surface, but when they do, they wreak havoc. And so, you and so when you started to kind of, you know, blast through these. And Uh you started to say that you're not going to continue to bury them down. And you started to develop this practice. Uh I, I have to ask you, the beginning of the gratitude practice can feel uncomfortable. And what do you suggest to people who have that uncomfortableness? Because potentially it could be going against some of their beliefs that if you say too much, if you, you know, bring, I even have had somebody who said, you know what, I don't want to throw out there all, I don't want to put out there all the great things that are happening to me because what if they stop happening? Cause I'm, I'm talking about, it. I'm like, keep them quiet, keep them quiet. And can you help with, you know, people who also have that as well as the opposite, which is, you know, nothing, nothing good ever comes to me.
0: Yeah. So I I think you start with other. And what I mean when I say that is you get out of the ego and you don't start with things with I statements. You don't say you don't have to start with how awesome you are, how great your life is. I rarely share that. But when I do, I'm excited to share it. Right. So I started my gratitude practice with nature. It was an easy way for me to say. I really appreciate the bird singing to me or the flower that popped up through the cement in Houston. How did that happen? You know, against all odds, you know, it was the little moments of wonder that started to break my own veneer and crack my heart open. And I just think that's a safe place to start simple and gentle. And the next thing that's going to happen is people get into this. There's two more key things that come back. One is they feel like they get in a rut. I do three things I'm grateful for every day. And is that enough? it can be enough if it's enough, but it most likely isn't enough, right? So then there's the, there's there's more and more layers to your practice. And the next place I would encourage people to start is with their body. We as women specifically um, are not very gracious with our bodies, especially as we're aging, right? And so that practice um, that I've taken on in the past three years, it hasn't been very long and it is very hard. Um, but i I'm committed. And I thank my knees for going snowshoeing. and I thank my throat for having being able to use my voice. And my my nose is running from the cold and I'm angry because I have, it's gross. I thank my nose for working, you know, so'm I'm, I'm having very delicate, lovely conversations with my body and with nature. And if you start in those two places, you start to just settle into the serenity that life really is just okay. There's nothing wrong here. And that you're whole and you're complete and lovely in that moment right now, as you were the moment 30 seconds ago, and you will be in the moment 30 seconds from now. That easiness and confidence that just settles into you is, it's beautiful, quite frankly. And it gives you this resilience and this adaptability that you don't even know you have access to.
1: I remember a conversation you and I had, and it was such an interesting, um, uh, it was almost like the light bulb went off. You were talking about, uh, I think the question you had asked all of us is, you know, what type of gratitude practice do we all have? And at that time, um, I always, before, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I always just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. think, think about what I, you know, I have in my life and how grateful. And then in, at night, I always think, you know, what's, you know, what I have as well and, and what I've been able to accomplish and, and the people I've been able to help. But you said something that really stood out and it was forward gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think that's even how you, you said it. And it was this, you tell us what forward gratitude, the idea of, you know,
0: kind of. Speak it into being right. It's a part of the manifesting process. Mm So for example, we're building a retreat center here in Vermont and we call it Ubuntu. So um, very regularly. And in fact, today, I out loud speak into Ubuntu as we're co-creating with nature here. And I say, Ubuntu, thank you so much for having hundreds of people here today to learn to appreciate nature by gardening. Thank you so much, Ubuntu. And when I do those things, I'm actually, there's there's a, it's a manifesting reality that I'm I'm, I'm projecting that energy forward in a form of abundance so that I'm not living into and out of fear and scarcity. I'm in living into love and abundance. And the more you do that, The more possibilities and the more serendipities and the more magical moments, the faster you get aligned, it all just starts to fall in place.
1: And it it was your way of also, I believe, letting us all realize that manifestation can take on a much bigger power, Mm -hmm. this magical power, when you, you know, are forward. Uh, thinking around gratitude. It was just it, it was just so wonderful because it's like, yes, this is what we all need to be doing and what you focus on grows. So it makes you kind of think like, hey, I'm jumping into this gratitude practice like immediately and I'm going to yeah. be saying it all day. Why wouldn't I, right? If, if this is yeah. what I'm manifesting tomorrow, yeah. I just want to and I love the, um, you know, a few times I've, I've heard you say it's this amplification. It's this idea that, you know, you're just turning it up, it's like yeah. turn up the volume of gratitude. And it's such a, such an awesome, awesome state to be
0: the more. It's, it's, it's a, it's a love vibration. So, you know, you're healing yourself and you're healing all of us when you, when we're operating from there, I just got a box of books today. So I finally got to touch the book for the first time. And I'm going to be mailing them to people. And I sat with the box of books and thanked them for being here, and thanked them for the great work they're going to do in everybody's lives when they land where they land. Mm. So you got the energy of that book. It, it's no longer Lexi's book. This this book has an energy source of its own, and I'm just hopefully going to be around long enough to see what it does. It's, it's yeah, it's no it's, doubt
1: that's such a it's such a great way to say it. And I have no doubt, and we will make sure to, first off, people can get it on Amazon and they can all, where else can I, they find that's it
0: right now. That's where it is. Okay. In the paper back there.
1: Okay. And so that's where I got mine. I'm so excited about this and getting this out to as many people, because if we can have these graceful leaders, imagine- imagine where we'll be not even, you know, you don't even have to think five, 10 years. Imagine where we'll be in six months. Imagine yeah. one year. My God. So great. Pretty uh, exciting, yeah. 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 Okay. So as we wrap up the Mm -hmm. show, I always like to do some rapid fire questions. Okay. And I'm going to throw in a couple surprises because, you know, I want to keep you on your toes, girl. All right. So what are, besides the book, Mm -hmm. what are you most grateful for right now?
0: The mountains. Snow all over them. All Is, over yeah, oh, I it's bet like I bet. walking into a snow globe right now. It's amazing.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, and are you a Zoom dressed belly button up or are you all the way down?
0: No, belly button up.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I would have called that one
0: because I always have yoga pants on on the bottom.
1: And what? Are you, from your retreat perspective, Mm -hmm. what are you hoping would be when someone finishes taking this retreat, what would be one word that they would say when they're done? Love. Mm, Gotta love that. Okay. And... I'm going to throw a total curve here, but, um, when you think about more books in the future, what will be the next book that you want to write on?
0: Okay. So there's two answers, but I'm going to give the more clean one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write a children's book and then I'm going to explore some erotica. Oh, God, you know what? And
1: hopefully it's like your next book and then the book after. Just go like, you know, all the way. We talk about, you know, the spectrum. Yes, of course you will. (laughs) Okay, and I love this beauty product and the name of it.
0: It's Sorry for the dog. It's called Rooted Renewing Lip Scrub. So when we were talking about this, Hillary bust out laughing. But when you're in the North and you have cold weather, you can get chapped lips and that's nasty. So it's like a little sugar scrub you put on your lips at night and it's quite fun and I highly recommend it.
1: (laughs) And I told her it's not just, you know, where she's living. Hey, the West Coast girls have dry lips too. And we all want those kissable lips. So love that. And what about this one? What is your go-to, and I was going to say poolside, but how about fireside drink? Bourbon. Ooh, is it on the rocks or straight?
0: any way I can get
1: it. You know what? That's so perfect. That's the last question you're going to get, but I do have to ask the one that finalizes everything. And that is what does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you?
0: Peace in the world.
1: Mm, That's so good. And we all need that so much right now. Okay. Alexis, thank you for being here. And this was
0: fun. Thank you so much, Hillary. You're so wonderful.
1: And we have no doubt. I am encouraging everyone out there, the power of the graceful leader. When you read it, give my dear friend a, just do a little write up, give her a thumbs up because the more we can help her spread this, the more we'll have that grace and the gratitude in the world. So let's all, let's all support her. And by doing so, we actually support ourselves. So thank you, Alexis. And we will, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, Will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining and now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.